it's just really simple. It's just like, if people don't understand or support it, all you can do is try and talk to them about it. And if they still don't, then clearly maybe they're not worth your time because anybody that's, you know, your friend or trying to be in your life should hopefully once you've explained to them, you know, this lifestyle is amazing and it comes with so many blessings, but it also comes with so many hurdles that you have to get through. And hopefully if someone's meant to be in your life, they're willing to listen to that and they accept that this is your lifestyle. So they should support it. Well, I think you have to look at who it's coming from because there, there has been instances in my past where people have made comments who in retrospect don't really matter, but I would let that really get to me. So I think you have to be really grounded in the sense of like, when someone is making a comment, like evaluate. You're listening to Breaking the Ice, a podcast and community created for wives and girlfriends of professional hockey players, but since has turned into so much more. Stories shared by women around the globe who come together for a sense of connection and community. You may be in the sports industry, a hockey parent, an athlete, or a person who just enjoys podcasts, but I can promise you, you'll be inspired by these women every single day while we evolve through the tips, tricks, do's, and don'ts for all things hockey. And guess what? So much more. For women, by women, but especially for a hockey community. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. We put a question box up several times on Instagram because we wanted to do a community-based episode on questions that you guys had for us. Not that we're like these big time celebs, (laughs) but we just wanted, (laughs) we just wanted you guys to like initiate the questions because we care about what you think and what you want to hear about. And we thought what not better way to wrap up our recordings together than by just having a conversation about all the things. I love this. I love this, like the finality to this episode. I feel like it's a good episode um, for my last one as a co-host. And I feel like, like I said, in the Instagram stories, um, I, you know, haven't seen a lot of my close friends in Canada in almost a year now, a lot of us just left for the hockey season. And I feel like whichever podcast I'm listening to, I love it when there's multiple people, because it just, it does feel like you're chatting with friends. So I think this will be a really, really girly, really fun one. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to miss you so much. Like even we're recording this on a Wednesday. So Jacqueline's episode came out. And when I was listening to her intro together yesterday, I was like literally (laughs) cracking up. Like it was like, almost like it wasn't me and you recording. I was listening to like two other people and I was laughing all over again. So I'll miss our banter for sure, but I know it'll be continued uh, via text message. So always, always (laughs) multiple social media outlets all the time. Um, And then Nashville, obviously. We can talk about that at the end of the episode, but I'm yes. Yeah. Let's talk about that for sure. These questions, there's like some serious ones, some fun ones. And then we put together like a, would you rather game? So the first question <laughs> is a little bit serious. Yes. <laughs> but, but we'll, we'll move through it. Um, so I'll, I'll ask you and then I'll kind of pipe in with my input too, but how to deal with people who don't understand or support the lifestyle. This one is, you know, I feel like we have 
touched on this in previous episodes, but I feel like it's just really simple. It's just like, if people don't understand or support it, all you can do is try and talk to them about it. And if they still don't, then clearly maybe they're not worth your time because anybody that's, you know, your friend or trying to be in your life should hopefully once you've explained to them, you know, this lifestyle is amazing and it comes with so many blessings, but it also comes with so many, you know, hurdles that you have to get through. And hopefully if someone's meant to be in your life, they're willing to listen to that and they accept that this is your lifestyle. So they should support it. I feel like yeah. that's very, very simple, but you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think you have to look at who it's coming from. Yes. Because there, there has been instances in my past where people have made comments who in retrospect don't really matter, but I would let that really get to me. So I think you have to be really grounded in the sense of like, when someone is making a comment, like evaluate in that situation, is this something you can just like laugh off because it doesn't really matter. Like sometimes I feel like it almost is more something that like affects your ego in a way, like if that makes sense, like when people think of ego, it's like, oh, this like cocky, like your ego is like how you mm-hmm. want people to perceive you. I think that's the I right way to explain it. Kind of present yourself. Exactly. That's your ego. Yeah. And so like, sometimes when like someone makes a comment like that, we feel like, oh, this is the way that people perceive the relationship in, that I'm in. And so now I need to backpedal and explain myself and make sure that people don't think that this is how it is. Like questions such as, do you think they're cheating on you? Or what are you going to do for work? Like we've talked about, or you're really going to move all the way over there and you guys aren't even married. Like I've definitely gotten all of those comments. Like we've never talked about that one. Like the one that you said first, the cheat on you question, but it is like, I don't get it anymore, obviously, but more so towards right. the beginning. Like it's, it's a lot. And I feel like it's just almost like, what are you supposed to say to that? Like, you shouldn't have to define your relationship to this. Like, you're like, <laughs> I have trust with him, you know, God forbid that does happen, but look, we're open and communicating and yeah, it's a reality of this lifestyle, but guys can cheat and girls can cheat no matter what their profession is. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like a lot of people have stereotypes of athletes. Like I did for sure. Like huge. When I met Charlie, I was, I felt like his profession was a red flag. Obviously now I don't, because I feel like the, I mean, people still have the opinion that the majority of people in this lifestyle cheat. And I just don't agree with that. Like, I feel like the majority of the guys are really good guys and nice people, of course, there's going to be a few bad eggs and like, that's for you to trust yourself and your decisions. But people that like are asking those questions clearly do not know like you or your significant other well enough to be like bringing that up. Yeah. So I think like a just acknowledge like, who is this person? Is this like a long-term family member, close friend that I feel like is genuinely cares and like maybe coming from a place of like ignorance with their questions. And like, should I sit down and explain this to them? Or like, 
can I just brush this off and like laugh because they don't really matter? You know, some people are just not worth getting into the conversation with. Yes. 100%. That's a great answer. February and November break ideas, um, what to do with kids and without, um, because each year is hard to decide. Yeah, I think that one's for me because in Europe, we usually get a break in February and November. Last year, we couldn't travel because of COVID with the baby. So this is our first year doing it. I am really wanting to go to either Spain or Greece. Don't be too jealous. Um, I will be there. <laughs> yeah, you can join. Um, but some people were telling me that the, a lot of the like restaurants and stuff were closed down during that time. So I still need to do some research. I'm always open and accepting of ideas for things to do. I feel like it depends on how old your kids are. Like if they're a baby, if they're, if they're like not walking, I feel like they can go anywhere. For me personally, I like to, like if I live in a bigger city, I'm kind of now leaning towards doing breaks that are in smaller cities. So like, I know that we really want to kind of do a warmer break for November and then February, maybe going to like a small little town in Switzerland or doing like a snow trip. So I think utilizing the expat group for that, or like, if you're thinking of going to a certain city, like you can always type it in the search bar. Um, that's definitely what I've done for breaks in the past, but a couple of my favorite breaks that we've done are, um, Italy. Like you cannot go wrong. Have you been to Italy? Oh, that's like bucket list. Like I'm, I'm still not sure what Scott and I are doing for our honeymoon, but I feel oh, like go to Italy, Italy. Kind of checks all the boxes because like, it's obviously would be warm when we're going and like, that would just be amazing. Cause I feel like a lot of them, it's kind of like you choose between history or just like beach. Whereas like Italy, it's like, you got everything you got pasta just yeah Italy like screams honeymoon oh like an Italian honeymoon yeah could you even do anything better than that I don't think so like I think we just made up we just made it easier for me I hadn't started playing yeah so I might just put in um for like the NHL and the North American leagues I'm I'm obviously I can't really speak for all of them but um for the NHL specifically, there's a bye week, which happens mm-hmm. every year. And then this year there's the Olympic break too, which I think is like maybe two weeks. So um, what I would do for that time, um, cause obviously guys that aren't playing in the Olympics, they just get the break anyway. Um, ask the other, and this applies for any league. I would ask, you know, reach out to the women on the team too, because a lot of times like they, you know, have been on cool trips. They might even know someone who can put a trip together for you. I know when we were in Arizona, um, there was a really nice like spa in the Red Rocks in Sedona, which was just a few hours away. And the hockey team had connections there. So they kind of like, I think someone even just like, you know, we got a discount on it or whatever. So yeah, don't be afraid to ask people. Um, and, you know, it's kind of makes you closer with the other wives, right? Just talking about, you know, fun trip experiences and yeah. I feel like I've seen those breaks be utilized as like a group thing for the team. Like yeah. that's really fun to do. I think I wish people did that more over here. Cause I feel like we always kind of do our own thing for the breaks, but I always think it'd be fun. Like we've met up with some friends on other teams, but I've always been like, why does no one ever yeah. go travel together like yeah. yeah 
don't know. Sometimes it's just more fun to do things with like a group, you know? Yes. Is buying a house during this lifestyle better or wait until it's over? Yes. Obviously I have lots of thoughts on this since I am a new homeowner. Um, I think it definitely depends. Um, This is definitely easier um, owning a house, I think, um, in terms of you don't need a storage unit. um, You're not unpacking and packing it every season. I know that was like I would dread it because not only like when we left our apartment, would we have to like pack up the apartment, then it's deciding what we want to leave in the storage unit, what we want to take into season. And then it's just that extra worrying about your storage unit. I know, thankfully, um, it was just an old leather recliner that we were probably not going to use anyway. But when we went to our storage unit before we moved into the house here, um, a little bit of water had gotten in at the bottom. So luckily like the leather recliner, I think just absorbed it. So none of our other stuff got ruined, Um, but it was definitely like very damp and kind of like not moldy, but it was just, I was like, all right, well, I guess that just makes up our mind about that chair. So yeah, yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Um, And then having somewhere consistent to look forward to at the end of the season. I think it's so big having, a true home base. And we haven't had that up until um, this season. Um, And then I said in season, I feel like it depends on your income. Um, Obviously, when we were talking to Jacqueline last week, that sounded amazing just for them to be able to move from one house to the other. Um, So if you can, you know, afford that, I think that would be amazing. Also to contract length as well. Like we haven't been on um, you know, more than one or two year contract since we've been dating. So um, definitely if you sign somewhere long-term, there's a bit more security. So I would say if you can afford it and you have a decent contract, definitely do it. But just like we talked about last week, I think it's important having a home base. Yeah. I feel like that's like less common than not to have a long-term contract somewhere. So that's like awesome for them. But I feel like that's kind of the issue with most people is they're like what do we do because we don't want to like keep renting because it's expensive it just when you're renting it feels like you're just kind of throwing money away which Charlie explained to me when before we like had a house because I was kind of like anti we bought our house when we were in the ECHL in Idaho and then we were talking about the possibility of going to Europe at some point And so I was like, why would we buy a house here now? Like, this doesn't make any sense because we're not going to be here. Like, I just couldn't wrap my my mind around like why it made sense, even though like in the long term of everything, like it's been such a good investment and it's worth so much more than what we purchased it for. So the house that we live in now, we are currently renting it out as an Airbnb, um, like a long-term Airbnb. And we're like our mortgage is one amount and then we're renting it out for significantly more than what our mortgage is. So we also have a storage unit that we got built on the side of our house where we put all of like our valuables, like stuff that we just like don't want out. Another thing that popped into my head as well. um, It's insane. The short-term rental fees too. Like, I feel like that's something that we all probably run into where it's just like, regardless of in, in season, it's a little bit better because I don't think really most places you can rent for less than like eight months. But when we were renting here in Michigan in the summer, we were still living in a one bedroom apartment and we're paying more than what our mortgage is on this house. Exactly. And then there's 
a pet fee too, that you pay every, and it's just like, so I would look and I'd be like, I, I was kind of the same. I was like, well, renting, at least it's like, you know, we don't throw all of our money in one place, blah, blah, blah. And Scott's like, yeah, it's actually better. And obviously when you do look at it, you're like, this is, it's an investment, right? So yeah. Exactly. And I've been asked like, how do we manage our property or whatever when we're overseas? And, um, we have a property manager. So like she handles the day to day, like if there's any issues at the house, like they contact her and she'll like run it by us. If, if it needs like something needs to be repaired or like, I think it's worth it because you can just move right back into your space with your stuff. And it's not this big to do. Yes. Yes. What do you do for work? Um, I think this is more, it sounds more like a side gig. Like what do you do for work or make extra cash? Um, I hate not having, um, an income while moving in with, um, my spouse. That goes back to like, kind of what we talked about a couple episodes ago. Like this just might not be your season of like being invested in a career and that's okay. I've definitely been there where I'm like, I need, I would like some extra money, you know, but like, don't be so hard on yourself because like that time will come for you. Um, what I do for extra money, like I have a side business. I am a social media manager. Um, my business is called salt and pine social. Um, and yeah, it's like, I love doing social media. It's something that like I went to school for basically like communications, marketing, um, it's basically what I've done in like every single job. So it's been really fun to like work for myself. So, um, and of course I have the podcast. So just for, um, flexibility, I'm like, I think you can do this anywhere. Um, nanny gigs are awesome. Um, usually, um, on any team, there's women with kids that might need some help, even just to sit or right. Like I know just, it would probably feel amazing just to babysit on a Saturday night and make a hundred bucks or something. So, um, mm -hmm. definitely reach out, um, you know, to players, coaches, and staff, um, ask them if you need help or, you know, just within the community, people always, I feel like people always know someone, right. Um, side and, note on that, like if someone on the team asked if they could babysit my kid, I would be like a hundred percent. I would way rather have someone on the team, watch my baby and have to go find someone random in the city I've never lived in and like look for a nanny that, that way. Yes. And I feel like it would like just admit, like, I don't know, it would help you guys bond too. You know what I mean? Like it's just, a yeah. good, it just makes it feel like more of a family wherever you are. Um, and yeah. And then um, I'm not sure about Europe, but I know that um, in the States, I have had tremendous success with Mercari, um, which is like a, you can sell and buy things on that app. Um, I know Poshmark is in the States and in Canada and it's kind of the same concept. Um, and yeah, so you would just make sure that your clothes, um, you can say what condition they are. So they could be, you know, you can even put poor condition. I don't know why you would try and sell something that's in poor condition, but they're not like a rating. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah. All of mine are either like new or like good condition, obviously. Um, cause you do have to pay, there's usually like a flat shipping rate, um, of like $5 or something. And then the app takes a selling fee. So it's not necessarily like, you know, you're going to definitely lose money. But when I was home for just, I think it was like a month, 
um, before we moved to New Jersey last year, I was back here in Michigan. I made like a thousand dollars in a month. I was going hard, but you know what I mean? It's like, like, you're hustling. Yeah. And it makes you feel good too, because you've lightened your load too, which obviously all of us in this lifestyle, we're moving all the time. So it's nice to get a little bit of obviously money for your clothes. And then, um, also I've seen on Instagram too, people are doing, um, like making their own pages, like, you know, Devin's closet to sell your clothes on there. So (laughs) that way you could just be in charge of selling your own clothes. There wouldn't be an app taking a selling fee, but, um, yeah, I feel like it's got the dual benefit lightens your load and you get a little bit of cash. That is, yeah, that is the best feeling. Same with Facebook marketplace. Like when I want to get rid of something, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I got to like, I take pictures of it. I put it up on marketplace. Like even better if like someone comes that day or the next day, I'm like, hell yeah. It's like, not only did I clear this out, I made 50 bucks and now I'm going to go buy something that I want. I do that too. I do Poshmark. Right. I've made like $2,000 on that selling like my old Lulu stuff. I never wear that somehow I can't get rid of, but I'm like, I need to. So I just finally, I'm like, Hey, I never wear this, like sell it. Yeah. But I always use that money to buy new clothes. So that's kind of fun for me because like, if I sell that, I'm like, this is going to go towards like new clothes for myself. Exactly. And it's like, you're not throwing your clothes out, right. You're technically recycling, which I think nowadays is huge, you know, to know that your clothes are going to be used. Yeah. Um, That's a good idea. Look at you hustling though a week. Thousand dollars. I sold my Aritz's super cuff, so I made like four hundred on that. So that was almost mm. like that. The big ticket items are always. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I know this is gonna get. <laughs> I knew it was gonna get bites. I knew it. Like the girls are like, I want to buy it. I'm like, okay, okay, get in line. <laughs> I gotta say though, there are some freaking people trying to like hustle you on those apps though. Like sometimes, like I'll list something on there for like eighty bucks, and I'll get a bid someone wanting 12. I'm like, get lost. My best friend from Canada, she's, she's in Canada. So she has to use Poshmark, but I told her, cause she's, she, I was telling her about the money that I was making. And it was so funny because she's so, she went through like the same emotions as me. Like when someone tries to like hustle you on those apps and you're already selling it for like a lot cheaper, right? I'm not putting it up there. Like I try and go, okay, I'll put it like, you know, cause I know they're going to try and get it down a little bit, but then they try and get it down so much. And you're like, I've worn this thing. Like the thing that bugs me is when I list it and it's like new, whether the tags are on it or removed. And there, it's just like, I'm like, I've worn this thing once. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I get it at the same time, but it's just, or then like the petty stuff where like, they'll make, they'll make you an offer for whatever. And then it'll be like, they can, they can like minus a couple dollars. Like, you know how there's like certain things they can click on and it's, oh, anyways, I'm going off on a tangent, but yeah, when people try to hustle. No. And then it's like, this is costing me more to like drive to UPS to send this off yeah. than, it, than I'm even making. I'm making $5 at this point. <laughs> like, like it, I guess it depends on where it's from, but yeah, like tank tops or what, like, it's more like Lulu leggings, coats. Like if you have any old, any old purses, like even Michael Kors, like I sold an old Michael, Michael Kors purse. And I think I still made 150 bucks on it. And I was like, I'm not using this any, you know what I mean? So stuff like that, yeah. I feel like it's good for. Sometimes I get to the point though, where I want to get rid of something so bad that I'm just like, take it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want this anymore. Just take it. Yeah, for sure. 
here? Do you want to how do you set boundaries for when too many people want to visit during the season? I might flip this over to you because thankfully I think, I don't know, because of COVID, like we really haven't had too many. I mean, when we were in Arizona, we had um, Scott's parents and um, one of his brothers and his wife over, but that's probably the most we've had. So I might flip it over because I feel like with you, especially having kids now too, you might run into this more because obviously everyone's going to want to come see Crosby. (laughs) Are they ever? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, I feel like I have discovered that I am someone that prefers and has a preference that people come only three to four days. And sometimes I feel myself get feeling like I have to extend that out of obligation, which I'm not entirely a fan of doing because having people stay at your house is a lot. Like whether you have kids or not, it's your space. You have your routine. Even if you're best friends with someone, you're so close with them. Like you do feel like you have to entertain them and feed them and figure everything out for them when it's just kind of like you and your little family, like you can relax. Um, so I've definitely had those extended trips before where I, at the very end, am feeling very depleted. So I think moving forward, and this is something that I've gathered after several years of saying yes to long trips, you just have to say no. And if someone's like, Hey, these, we want to come from this state to this state, or even before it even gets to that point, you can say, Hey, these are the dates that work for us Wednesday to Saturday. Um, I found these flights for you. Let us know if that works. I think three to four days is a good time. Like I would just be like extremely upfront that like three to four days is like what we want. And if that doesn't work for you, you're more than welcome to get an Airbnb. We'll try to like see you as much as we can if you're staying longer, but we do have X, Y, and Z going on. So there's like, it is kind of scary to like do that, especially if it is family related, but I think that you have to do like what is best for you in these situations. Yeah. And I totally, just as you were talking, I was thinking to myself, like, especially for a lot of us, like we don't have a big house in season. It's always just either a one or a two. I mean, you know, thank the Lord if we get a two bedroom. Um, but yeah, like we've had friends before and, you know, normally it's just, yeah, like two, just a little weekend, they'll come on the Friday, leave on the Sunday or the Monday, but still then we've got someone with their suitcase right beside our couch and they're in our like one living room and we just have the one bedroom. So I think I was just thinking to myself too, depending on, you know, if it's a friend and they're okay with crashing on the couch, whatever, but that still is your space. So definitely Mm -hmm gonna if you're already feeling overwhelmed about you know living in a small space before someone comes like even look into like hotels and airbnbs for them like you know what you could be like helpful too just be like yeah like these are really good ones around the area heard a lot of good things about them but because yeah i feel like that's they come to see you and they come to see the hockey games so it would be kind of nice at the end of the day if you could both just go back and have a little bit of your own space. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, I wish it was like not because I feel I feel awkward asking people that want to come see us to get an Airbnb. I still oh. feel that way. Yeah. But I also don't really like people staying with us for a long time. And that's the thing is like 
and I'm sure people listening will 100% relate to this. People do not understand unless you're like a very self-aware, like Brittany, I know you would totally get this. Like people that do not have kids do not understand that people with kids do not want people staying with them for more than three days. It is too much. For sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Like it's, it's too much. Like I used to go, I mean, it's, I feel awful for what I used to do to my parents. I would have friends come stay with me for over a week. My poor parents, (laughs) they had no choice. They had to say yes. But like, you know, it's just like, gosh, now looking back on that, I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's too much. Yes. You got to say no. You got to have boundaries. I feel like I might skip to this one just to put in, because this one's kind of like a more fun one. I feel like we kind of educational. Yeah. Somber. Um, Yeah. Do you have any weird hockey superstitions like some of the players do? Okay. I'm going to, I feel like you have one, so I'm going to flip it back to you. Cause I don't, you don't. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I feel like I might've touched on this during my episode, like the old, old one last year. Um, because Scott is a goalie sometimes like it's like the reel that you posted. It's like the whole game I can never truly enjoy. And this is something that people might think I'm absolutely crazy for but I last year with COVID we couldn't really go to the rink for games um at the end I think we could I didn't watch any of Scott's games in real time last year if the game goes well I watch the recording of it because I know how it's going to turn out that's not my superstition but it's just obviously he has not when he's been in the NHL he has played within the bottom three teams. So as his wife, it's been really tough because like I said before, he can play really well, but it won't matter. So I, I developed this weird superstition when I'm actually at the rink. So, you know, maybe this year, if I decide to go to some games, um, <laughs> it was, I, I think one game happened and I would be watching the game and then a guy would get the puck and he'd look like he would take the shot. And one time I looked at the clock in the rink and the guy didn't score. So then every single time a player was about to take a shot, I would look at the clock in the rink. And the, whole <laughs> oh game went by. the whole game went by and they did not score. Like you got to shut out that night. So I still do it. But of course, sometimes my superstition lets me down. Like it's not bulletproof, but that was like, I came home and like, just thought to myself, I'm like, you are insane. <laughs> So, okay, so if anyone ever plays with Brittany, look at her during these encounters yeah. to confirm. Yeah. So that's so like, funny. I feel like a lot of goalie wives have superstitions. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, maybe like I think I truly am just scarred because like he hasn't even played on like a mediocre team. Like these have been like bottom of the barrel teams. So like, and you know, nothing against the teams. It's just they haven't been working out well that season. So I think. I truly am just scarred and I'm just waiting for the day that I can, you know, go play on a good team. And hopefully this year it's different. So, <laughs> I mean, th- his team does, they've made some good moves this year. So we'll see, but um, yeah. yeah, please be my friend guys. I'm not that weird. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're gonna have no problem making friends. So I'm talking to the listeners. Cause they're going to be like, you are absolutely insane. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> well, I'm sure like maybe at least the other goalie yeah. wife, if there is one, might be right there with you. <laughs> they do like, what, oh, what do they say about goalies? Yeah. Oh, that goalies are so weird. Do you deny or confirm? But I mean, some of them, I mean, obviously we're a couple, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to be weird to like get shots taken at you for like a living. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You make (laughs) significantly less than like the other positions when you're playing 60 minutes of the game. So I don't know. Yeah. That's weird. I'd be like, okay, I'll be a forward. (laughs) Charlie and both of his younger brothers, they all play hockey and they're all different positions. I didn't know that. So he has his middle brother is a forward and his youngest brother's a goalie. And then his dad used to be a goalie. His dad like used to play hockey. Yeah. It's just very interesting. Like he used to play against like Wayne Gretzky. Like he was in those leagues. All these questions are pretty like serious. I feel like let's Let's do like two more. Yeah. Yeah. We told you guys there was a good mix of questions, but now as we are looking over this, they're all pretty serious, but that's okay. I feel like we're making light of the conversations, <laughs> but we'll end with a fun little, would you rather? Okay. So how to handle parents or family being sad that you're moving away to follow a significant other? Um, gosh, how to handle it. I mean, I think nowadays it's amazing that we do have, um, you know, FaceTime and Zoom. Um, So yeah, I mean, with me, obviously, Devin, I'm sure it'll be nice because we have two sides of the coin here. So I'm obviously closer. Um, I am living in the States, but we're connected to Canada, even though we might as well not be with how freaking difficult it is right now between the two countries. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, before pre-COVID, my family would come visit. Um, so I would always just really stress. It's almost just like, you know, a countdown. Like I'd be like, Oh, you know, I'll come home for Canadian Thanksgiving and then you can come visit me for Christmas. So I feel like it's just having those things to look forward to. Um, obviously if you're fortunate enough to, you know, only be a couple hours away, try and maybe take that upon yourself to go visit your family too. So that they're, you know, that's probably good for you too, just to be a little removed, obviously from wherever you just moved to. Um, but yeah, I just really try. Um, I talk to my dad every day because he's really good at, you know, short, it'll usually be like 20 minutes in and out of the day. Um, my mom will probably be on the phone for like two hours. So I try and limit her to like a week if I can. <laughs> but um, that's fair. Yeah. You can't yeah. do those kind of conversations every single day. No. And she would just stay on the phone, you know, the whole time um, if, you know, she, if I let her. So yeah, I think just really making that effort. Um, obviously there's not really, you know, any way around the sadness, but, um, yeah, just making sure that you get that FaceTime, whether it is, you know, in person or virtual. Um, yeah, I think that would really be, I'm, I'm interested to hear your, um, your up one. Yeah. And I know like this year has been really hard for you because obviously like you haven't seen your family in a year and, it's tough. I mean, I'm sure you wouldn't choose to not see your family for a year. So it's like kind of one of those situations where you feel trapped, which is not a good feeling. Like I, whenever I feel like that, I'm like, I just want to break free, but I can't. It's like, it's really hard on like your mental health. Um, so I feel badly that you haven't seen them in so long. And I hope that your whole green card thing gets situated because 
you gotta, you gotta see the fam. I know like for me, if I don't see my family for like four months, that's when I really start to miss them. It's like about that, like four or five months. I'm like, Oh, it would just be nice to like hang out with them right now. You know, for sure. And even like I, this past year, my dad six, just turned 61 and like, he just started to gray this year, but because I've been gone for so long, it even seems like longer because like, he's got these, he's like graying now. And I'm like, Holy, like, holy shit. How long have I been gone? Like, <laughs> oh, my dad is turning. He's literally turning gray. <laughs> yeah. Like, before my eyes. Too, so, you know, I think my family has never shown that they're sad, like, because I don't think they want to make me sad. Yeah. Um, cause I do run like pretty anxious. I, I find, um, the one time they did express to me that they were like really bummed out was like after I had Crosby and like, that was just like a really hard time for me. Um, and they, they told me like, we didn't say anything, but we were really scared for you to have a baby overseas. Right. You know, like we, we wanted to be there. Like my whole, my sister and everyone was like really worried about it. Like, that was the one time, but they waited till after to, to tell me to not get me on like a spiral. Cause that's just what right. I do. But I think like from a different perspective, like it's just as hard for us to be away as it is for them to have us away. So I think like, it's important to just have those conversations. If like, because I don't feel that your family is like intentionally trying to make you feel bad for moving away. I think they're just like, telling you that they're sad you're leaving because they're going to miss you like I don't think they're actually like trying to guilt you or make you feel bad I mean that's just me trying to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah yeah for sure I I would agree there too and even you know my dad will send texts and be like you know I'm really missing going for walks with you and the dogs and it's nice because I feel like hopefully you know most of us are in a situation where our parents are happy for us and they understand and um yeah, I mean, the most, like, like we said, you know, I think the biggest thing is communication and with um, time, you know, the world kind of gets a little bit more back to whatever our new normal will be. And then we can see each other more because right now it is just unprecedented. So like my parents are 75. That's been really tough. Like, I feel like every time I go back home, which is like once a year, and then we see each other throughout the summer, but like with COVID, I felt like I missed an entire year and summer with my parents. And I just kind of keep watching them get older and older and like slowing down. And it's hard. Cause I'm like, I want to be here, you know, with you as long as possible. And I want you to be around. And I think that's part of my like urgency to like have a young family because I want my kids to be around my parents. So I think that'll be tricky. I mean, but same as you, like Charlie's like, we're almost 30. So who knows? I mean, what, he probably has like five years, if that left. Um, but then my parents will be 80, which is old. And so it's just, it's hard because being away. So I guess you just have to really like embrace the time that you are home and trying to make as much plans and, and get together and just enjoy that time. At that point, you know, you're in a long distance relationship with your family. So do, you know, the same to them that you would do if you're doing long distance with your spouse, right. And your friends, like just make sure that, you know, you're putting in that time with them. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's, let's pep it up. (laughs) All right. This is the final question. I'm going to ask you this one because uh, do you want me to do still do this one? 
All right, Devin, um, how did you decide when to start a family? Um, do you think it's better to do it while, obviously in your opinion, um, while playing or post playing? Okay, through and through, I stand by this answer. I do not think that you should put when you want to start a family on hold because of hockey. It is hard to not have like that family support, but I would not change it. And I think I would wind up being very resentful if I did not have my son now, or like, you know, like the vision that I, that I envisioned for my family and like the timeline of my kids, because let's face it, ladies, we all have timelines of when we hope to continue growing our family. Like if I felt that pressure of like, no, we can't do this because of hockey, that would suck. And I think that we sometimes put that pressure on ourselves to do that because we never know where we're going to be or who, where am I going to deliver? Where we, let me tell you something. If I can have a baby in Austria and not know what the F is going on, you can too. Okay. Cause I am the biggest worry war and I was able to get through it. And I think it always works out. Even pregnancies that are like not planned, it always works out. You'll figure it out. If you have a baby back home, you have a baby during the season, what's meant to be will be. For me, per, like I've always wanted to be a mom. And I think that like the timing just felt right for me. It was more like my husband probably could have gone like another year or two without having kids. But I was like, really, I was like, this is my time. I'm not working. I want to start our family. And like, I don't know why I decided on like March. I was like, March, we're going to start trying. My timing was random. If I could go back, I probably would have done like a baby towards the end of the season or early summer, to be honest, but we'll probably be along the lines for the next one. But um, yeah, everything works out and don't put your life on hold. Yeah. I think that's very inspiring. And I mean, obviously, you know, I haven't started family with humans yet. I obviously have <laughs> children. Your fur babies. Uh, but yeah, um, obviously Scott and I were debating trying earlier. Um, cause he would have been, I was talking to you about this. He would have been a dad yesterday if he could, like his mom has owned and run a daycare for God, I think 30 years now. So he's just always been around kids. Um, we're an aunt and uncle to um, our nieces and nephews on his side of the family. So I know that, you know, he wants to start ASAP. Um, and fortunately we have this wedding now. So I kind of said, you know, we can try right after the wedding, but I was kind of thinking to myself, I think just like you said, everything does happen for a reason. And I really am because I know that we're going to start trying right after we get married. So right now I'm just really trying to just enjoy the peace and the quiet. And I do think it's kind of almost a blessing now because I'm like, look, like it's still just me worrying about myself and my dogs, obviously we have a puppy. Um, so that's enough right now. So mm -hmm. I think it's true. Everything does work out and with whatever you decide will be the best decision. Yes. And I feel like, and then we can move on, but like, there is a lot of like societal society, is that the right word? Societal pressure to like, you, you date someone for more than two years. When are you getting engaged? When are you getting married? When are you having kids? When are you having your second kid? Are you having a third kid? Are you, like, it's like, those questions are always going to come. And I think people get very overwhelmed by them, but like, 
that's just people making, I truly, I truly believe that that's people making conversation. People have the best intentions when they're asking that. Do you, do you agree with that? Like, I just feel like people get very sensitive about that. I think it's like everything nowadays. Like, obviously I'm so happy with, you know, the world kind of calling people out for a lot of things. Um, I think it has, but for certain things, I think it, it has really heightened sensitivity and especially older generations, of course, you know, we need to hold them accountable for things, but I just find like, you know, you go over to family Christmas and it's like, you know, well, when this, and it's, it's almost, I feel like it is, it's just conversation and Mm -hmm. you can make a big fuss about it, or you can just say, look, you know, probably a few more years, you know, we're not ready. Yeah. It's an easy, if they obviously badger you about it, then sure. But I, I do agree there. I think that in some, in some ways it has become a little too sensitive because I don't want to be insensitive to people that like have been trying for children for a really long time. And like, that's kind of a different story of being asked that. Um, but I do feel like people are like really just trying to be like, like connect with you and like, they're genuinely interested in your life. Don't let the pressures from other people tell you when you should get engaged or get married or have a, have a child. Like that should be, that should come from like inside and you'll know when it feels right to you. Did you, it's so funny, like just talking to all of my like close girlfriends about this. Did you have like a plan? Cause I know that when growing up, I was kind of like, I'm going to meet the love of my life in university. We're going to get engaged like soon, you know, the year after school, then we'll get married, you know, in my like early mid twenties area. Um, and then I'll have kids like, like I am now at 27. And I'm like, it's so funny because now I'm, I did get married at 25, um, even though I'm getting married next, um, yeah, yeah. next year, but um, yeah, now I'm kind of like, you know what, once you have kids, there's no going back. So I'm like, if I'm a couple years late on that, oh, well, I've got mm-hmm. a baby now and yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. I just think it is funny. Cause all of us, like so many of my friends are still single too. Like I'm kind of one of the minorities of us and uh yeah, they're, and they're doing just fine for themselves, mm-hmm. figuring it out. So yeah, definitely like no pressure at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think it is hard for like single friends sometimes to like see all their friends and relationships and they're like, why am I not finding that person? You know, but it's like the same thing. Like everything happens for a reason that will happen when the timing is right for you. Yeah. And I tell all my friends, I'm like, go have fun. I'm like, go make out with a guy and tell me how it was because I can't do that anymore. (laughs) Never again. (laughs) Jesus, give me your stories. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now that we uh, ended on a fun note. (laughs) I know. Okay. So I have a couple of, would you rather questions? How many did you do? I did seven. Oh my gosh. You did a lot. You're an overachiever. Well, I don't, I just had fun with it. Like first reaction to question, zero explanation. Well, you can explain, but yeah. quick explanations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Would you rather have your husband not let you put up any Christmas decorations at Christmas time or have a fetish of putting up Christmas decorations in June? Probably June, I guess. <laughs> I, would, I would go nuts if I couldn't have Christmas decorations at Christmas time. I guess, yeah, Christmas in the summer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I'd agree with that. I love Christmas. 
Yeah. Okay. You asked me one back. Okay. Um, would you rather be saved from a burning building by Chris Hemsworth or Jason Momoa? I don't know who that second person is. Aquaman, like the big ripped guy from Hawaii that's got like the hair um, because he's like gorgeous. I figured you were going to say Chris and I was going to say Jason because I love him. <laughs> I'm sorry to let you down. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, ready? This one's funny. And I do have a story that I already told you about this. Would you rather delete all your social media accounts for a month? So a whole month without any social media, you can still text, but like nothing or accidentally like your crush's Instagram post from three years ago. Um, and you can't unlike it. Gosh. I mean, like in this lifestyle, I feel like I'm on social media so much. I don't know if I could go a whole month. I'd be so bored. So probably like the, the crush. I would do that too. I feel like, especially now it's just kind of like, whatever I like, we're married. I'd be like, well, everyone creeps like, yeah, years ago is a while though. Would you rather sing the national anthem at your husband's hockey game once or sit next to the most annoying person you've ever met in your life for every hockey game of the season? Well, not to toot my own horn, but I actually don't have a bad voice. <laughs> I would be nervous about some of those high notes in the national anthem, but if it means having to sit beside someone super annoying, I'll, do it yeah. now or it's not true. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would um, sing the national anthem. Will you demonstrate right now? Absolutely not. No, I don't know. <laughs> I know how my voice sounds recorded, but I don't know how my singing voice would sound. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, you know, anyone is out there that has uh, hookups, I'm available for. No, I'm kidding. Absolutely not. <laughs> Can someone get this girl a mic. I have a good shower voice. It's yet it's to be, I mean, I was in choir and stuff, but all right, moving on. What, what would you rather do? <laughs> I'd probably not go to the games. Yeah. <laughs> I'd take the option. Um, the option? No, I don't think I'd sing that. I mean, imagine singing the national anthem in front of your husband and all of his teammates and everybody knowing that your husband's wife is singing the national anthem. I know. I know. That's I don't have a bad voice either, actually. But no, I would just be way too nervous. I think I'd probably sit next to someone really annoying and just like completely tune them out. Okay. <laughs> uh, this one, this one is funny. Um, would you rather run into your dad at a club or run into your mom at a club? My dad, for sure. Yeah. For sure. What about your really, dad? Yeah, my dad. I got a really good, like, mental image of, like, I feel like my mom would kind of just be, like, in the corner, like, sipping, like, a wine, whereas my dad, like, probably bad dance moves, but he would be out on the dance floor, so I think it would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather, we can, we can, this can be the last one. Um, would you rather date Ross, Chandler, or Joey from Friends? Definitely not Chandler. I love him. Yeah, but he gets really annoying sometimes. Like, I would not be able to take that constant joking. Um, Ross is my favorite character, but I don't think I'd want to date him. I feel like probably Joey, just because that could be like a short-lived relationship. I was about to say, I feel like if 
I feel like I would date Joey, but I feel like he's such like a lovable sweetheart. Like, I feel like, I feel like it could be a long relationship. Like you just got to make him good sandwiches, right? Yeah. <laughs> the key to his heart. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you for submitting your questions for our game. That was super fun. And, or for just like this whole conversation, you just gave us all the content we needed. Before we got off the call, I just wanted to bring up Nashville really quick. So as most of you know, from social media, I am having a retreat in Nashville, May 18th to the 21st, and it is going to be so much fun. Brittany, I'm literally so excited that you're coming. I, I know it's so funny because we've spent so much time together lately where I wanted to go like before that, but now I'm like, I'm, I cannot wait. I think it's going to be such a fun, just like meeting girls, like hearing about their situations, even like networking, you know, like you never know, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so good just to have those connections. I know. I'm literally going to give you the biggest hug when I see you. There are a couple spots left in this whole retreat. And like, I swear, I'm not just saying this, but we honestly have like such a solid group of girls. Like even from just our private Facebook group where I was like, okay, everyone share your name, share your horse or your Zodiac sign. And I don't remember the last one, like, oh, and say where you're flying in from. Yeah. true. And like everyone's responses were just so funny. And like some people are actually like wound up figuring out they're flying in from the same place. Like it's just such a good group. And like, not that I thought that was hard to come, come by, but I just feel like all of us together, it's just a very good balance of personalities and people. So there's a few rooms left so you guys can come hang out with us for, you know, get away from the kids, the hubs, the dogs. And yeah, it's just going to be a super fun few days in Nashville. Yeah. Seeing like the itinerary that you put together, like already some of the themed like events that we have, I'm so excited to go out and get some stuff and uh, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. It's like the perfect balance of like being active and like being a foodie and like getting drinks and like doing bougie stuff, like luxury picnic. It'll be a good photo op all week. Yes. Um, My bachelorette party is actually literally a few weeks before Nashville. So I feel like because of like, it's a big group of girls and there's like themed stuff. I feel like I'm going to have like two bachelorette parties almost. (laughs) Oh yeah. We have to celebrate you and your wedding. So that's happening for sure. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. So sign up there. I do have like a lot of people that are interested, but they're kind of waiting on a few different factors to decide, but I do only have a few rooms left and I anticipate them like getting sold out, but it's better to just book it sooner than later. It's only a $400 deposit, which I know I'm not someone to say it's only $400 because I know that's a lot of money, but you won't have to pay another 400 to like January and then the remainder at the very end in May. So there's a payment plan to kind of help you budget through that. And yeah, that's all. Well, thank you. I'm going to miss you. And I know everyone's going to miss you being on the pod. Yeah. It's been so like such a fun time. And, you know, I know a lot of the girls have followed me and connected with me on Instagram. And I think that's what it's about. Just like, I still, I haven't met any of them and having those conversations and just being open. It's, um, it's amazing. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Love you lots. Love Love you. you. (laughs) 
I feel honored that you say that to me. I know. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't say that typically with people, but uh, I feel like we're sisters now. We've been through we're on that level together. <laughs> We've been through some shit. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs>